Hello, good evening. Welcome everybody to the Just Troya show. I'm sorry, I'm trying to get all these uh, technical things done because um, we are on the BBS radio. I'm waiting for it to show up here so that I can share it out to everybody. I hope everyone is having a good evening. I am so excited about my special guest tonight. Um, they are, we're, and they're here talking about this awesome conference that we're having um, on uh, March 26th. Here we are. Here we are. I'm going to share that out. So my special guests are this evening, uh, Reverend Sherry Lupton. Dr. K- I'm just going by how where I see it. Dr. Karen Polite and Reverend Bondel Hammond. And listen, again, we are um, we're live, so meaning this is not a recording, and you can talk to us. <laughs> you can actually call in, and the number is, and I'll, and I'll repeat it at, throughout the throughout the um, evening is 888-627-6008. And um, we're, I'm so excited. Again, I'm really excited to talk about this, <clears throat> this conversation that we're having tonight um, around uh, experience, experiencing grief, expressions of grief in, in our community, meaning the African-American community. And we're having, like I said, we're having a conference starting on March 26. But before we do that, you know how I do. Let's go ahead and pray. And then we will keep, we'll, um, we'll, we'll come back and then we'll talk with the ladies. So just for real quick, our Father and our God, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for this show. We thank you for the topic that we're talking about, Lord God. And we thank you again for all those who, one, are um, planning this great event on the 26th of March, but also all those who are going to be in attendance and those who are our moderators. God, we thank you again for those who are listening and those who, are, who will be listening to this broadcast um, later. All these things we say in your son Jesus' name. Amen. So, ladies, if you can, please do me a favor. And um, I guess since Rev Sherry, you're right here. First up, can you uh, <laughs> can you introduce yourself to everybody? Uh, yes, uh, my name is Reverend Sherry Lupton, and um, uh, that's about it. I am one of the um planners for our up and coming uh, uh expressions of grief saturday march um 26th from 8 30 to 3 i am also one of the workshop presenters i will present on um loss of a spouse journey through um journey through grief and i will look at naomi in the book of ruth from Bitterness to hope. Amen. Um, uh, uh, Dr. Karen Polite. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening, everyone. My name is Dr. Karen Polite. You can call me Karen, just Troya. Um, <laughs> I'm delighted to be here. I'm the owner of KEP Consulting, um, a life coaching, consulting, counseling uh business and i am behind the scenes working with the expressions of grief in our community conference and i am excited um and to think about what's gonna you know what this conference will do 
for us in our community as as grief is alive and well. Um, we just lost a, a loved one in our community. Um, so this is very necessary and timely. So thank you. Absolutely. And finally, uh, the very right Reverend <laughs> Bondo Hammond. And I did that. Hi, and I'm, I'm going to tell y'all while I did that. In the, I'm going to tell y'all while I said that in a minute. Go ahead. Hi, everyone. I'm, I'm Reverend Vondel Hammond. I go by Vondel. And I um, am excited about the expressions of grief in the community and our community. Um, it definitely is needed, as was said by Dr. Polite, and the fact that we um, have gone through so much during COVID. And these women that are on this platform have been doing the work uh, while we while we have been experiencing so much grief and loss. And so I'm excited that we are here together to share with everyone about um, this upcoming event. Amen. And the reason why I said that about um, uh, Rev Bondo, because she she's kind of put out the back call, right? And said, hey, <laughs> this is what we're having. And I, I don't know, I was like, Okay, y'all have it. Go ahead. I, I didn't. <laughs> but um, but when she said it, it just—I mean, I was—it was so she 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 spearheaded it. So so, Rev. Bonzo, I'm gonna ask you. And again, feel free to give if you want to call in to talk to talk to the ladies. The number is 888-627-6008. and um, one of the guys will pull you in. But Rev. Bonzo, what what made you? decide to I mean I, I mean outside the obvious of all that we're going through what 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 prompted you to do it during this time so as I was saying um you know it's just been we've had an extreme not only did we lose loved ones and family but we lost our way of life we lost um so much in that uh, we were stuck in the house I know early on in the pandemic um both you, uh, just Troya and Reverend Sherry, we've been on um, many Zoom calls and we've been discussing grief. And so um, wanted it to um, be something that we could collaboratively, collaboratively bring to our community, not just Ebenezer. Everyone knows I'm from Ebenezer Baptist Church in Lancaster, where my pastor is the right Reverend uh, Roland P. Forbes Jr., but you know, he was he was wanting us to do something at church, right, at the church. And I was like, oh, but we need something for our community and it needs to be collaborative and we need to work together holistically to make sure that we're meeting the needs of not just maybe what I think we need at our church, but what we what do we need in our community? And so as um just Troya said, I call her pastor, but she don't like to be called that. Um, that I, you know, I sent out the call because I knew that you guys were really doing the work and, and that we needed, um, something for our community. And so, uh, that is how it came to fruition. And that, and that, and <laughs> you're funny. Um, we, <laughs> I'm sorry. And I'm also trying to, trying to share the video out. So I apologize, um, if I'm being tacky, um, so yes, I've been doing it. Um, um, but I think, um, the one who has been doing this work much longer and I didn't realize she was doing it 
was uh, Rev, Rev Sherry. How did you, and I know we've talked about this um, uh, multiple times, but how did you come come to this, this world of grief? Because um, there's others I'm sure who have listened that don't know the story like we know your story. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, I lost my husband uh, next month to be seven years. And then 10 months later, I lost my mother. And so in my prayer, in my journey through grief, and in my prayer to um, to Jesus, one of the things I um, said to God that uh, when I um, am healthier, I would like to help other people, particularly in the church. Um, when I, I, because of what I was experiencing, and I'd never felt that way before. Um, and so I decided to go to counseling. And then I took bereavement classes because I wanted to label what I was feeling because I had no idea. My grief um, went into depression and I was diagnosed um, being depressed. And I was okay with that because ordinarily I would have fought the doctor, but I was okay with that because I knew that I there was something wrong. And so as I went through that process and I educated myself, um, I took a course or two in seminary once I went back to seminary and then again just praying to God and so my church uh beloved St. John Evangelistic Church in Philadelphia and uh my pastor Pastor Clement M. Lupton the third um I was able to do a six-week grief class uh at church and so that was extremely successful we did not want to go over 20, but we ended up, I believe it was 39 people. And in that six weeks, we talked about our feelings. We labeled our feelings. We cried. We, and at the end, we did a healthy vision board. And then so through that experience, then I wanted to expand out to Lancaster. And I've also done different churches and organizations and also in York too. So by God's grace and mercy, it is moving forward, um, and we will establish a, um, another uh, class uh, this coming year, too. Awesome, awesome. And, of course, last but not least, but uh, Dr. Karen, I know in your work as a life coach, and I remember I remember a post last year sometime when you were talking about grief in the African-American community. What brought you to this world, um, to, 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 to put that out there and say, um, we need to deal or we need to, we need to figure out what we're doing in our community. Yes. Um, yeah, last year, as a matter of fact, I was just looking at the presentation, um, the, the workshops that I did last year. Um, it just that, you know, COVID and we had lots of losses back to back in the community, you know, and, and the last one was someone that was very near and dear to us. And I just was like, Lord, what, you know, we need help here, you know, um, and the Lord laid it on my heart to just um, do some, um, you know, some workshops on uh, grief. And mm-hmm. so I did a four part series um that started at the end of March and ran through uh, Easter Sunday, actually. 
um, where I just put the word out that, you know, we're going to get together and talk about grief. Um, I have a clinical background in social work and training. And so I know about the grief process and I know what that looks like. And I've worked with clients in terms of grief. So it wasn't like a real stretch for me. Um, and it was really um, fruitful. It was really fruitful. The, the participants talked about how much it helped them to be able to give voice to their grief. Yeah. You know, um, so, yeah, the Lord laid it on my heart that that, yeah, that we need something in our community um, to address grief. And it and and this so this conference is timely um, yeah. because we need more. We need more. Right. And that's the and that's the question, right? So that's one of the questions. Um, as I'm as I that's that's my final paper for class. We had to give our, our whatever we we're going to talk about this for our final paper. So I, I talked about not not just being in the African American community, but in in our Christian. We're all Christians. We're all ministers. Um, in our Christian community, right? There is, and that's the that's what drove me here, um, because I I couldn't find what I needed unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, when I look at it, I mean, I think, I think Red Bondle, you had something at your church, um, but it wasn't anything. I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't, I was grass, I was grasping at straws. So now because of the fact that we, I think we all have had that same experience of feel like we're grasping at these, there's nothing that's sustainable outside of, you know, our, our faith. Um, mm-hmm. that's why we all, are in this, in this space right now. Um, and we're all able to understand at a very, uh, personal level, <laughs> what grief looks like, but it's not, but, but then this added that added piece. Um, and I know people like this don't think that they think they were just saying this, but there's that added piece of being African-American with our grief. Cause we do grieve differently. People in grieve differently individually but i think as a collective community we have um other complicated compounded grief that's on top of our own grief mm-hmm. um because when we when we lose someone in the community there's like we, we lost several community members last year um when we move when we lose that is we lose that community member like it's a member of our own family and that's not necessarily true for other cultures or when we lose an aunt and they don't understand, well, didn't my aunt pass away last, last year? Well, she wasn't really my blood, but she's my aunt nonetheless. And there's still, we still, there's still that connection. So we, we, we don't understand that. But then at the same time, we don't, we, we as African-Americans don't grieve anyway. Why don't we do that? Anybody can take that. I, 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 we do grieve, but in my little world of knowledge, we don't grieve freely outwardly. We, um, because I believe that culturally, um, you suck it up and you keep going. And maybe if we, um, grieve outwardly, um, the church would question our faith and, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because knowing that that person died and, you know, prayerfully with the Lord, um, and we should understand that. But we do understand that, but our bodies still go through changes. 
So now, you know, we're allowed to talk about our feelings. I like what you said, um, Dr. Polite, voice to our grief. Like once I was able to know, not necessarily all those different stages of grief, but I understood depression and I accepted it. I didn't try to deny it or run away from it, but I accepted it because I knew that there was something wrong and that I needed to address it. And so I didn't necessarily grieve outwardly, but I grieved at home in my bedroom at night. And um, outwardly, people would say to me, you're strong. And I would correct them and say, I am not strong, you know, Mm -hmm. by God's grace and mercy. So I am learning to put voice to my grief. And, you know, this is why we're all here, because we are putting voice to our grief and not doing it silently, suffering in, in, in silence. We're modeling. That's the, that's the word I learned. Um, you know, when you when you pick up a book, I tell you, you can <laughs> you can learn a whole lot. But um, the 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 phrase that because uh, when I talked about it with with um, my, one of my men, my my new uh, and mentors in school, the word that they're using is <clears throat> the, the word that they said you're looking for. The word you're looking for sure is model, and that's modeling what grief could be. And in saying, and it's okay to cry. It's okay to um, have a conference talking and dealing with those who are grieving. Um, because again, we have been, um, it's been ingrained in us, like you said, to, to eat our, to eat physically, literally, um, and uh, our, eat our grief. And we just keep on moving. We get up and move the next day. But that comes back from way back in slavery times when someone dies, they're right next to you and we're still working. Mm. And no Mm. one ever modeled that Mm. it's okay to stop and feel everything that you're feeling. And I think what this conference is going to do, it gives it just that. It gives us the opportunity to say, hey, you don't have to keep moving. You don't have to keep doing everything, especially after, after everything is done, after the service is done, after all of the planning is done, take a moment, sit still and breathe, breathe. Mm-hmm. Cause you have, you, you, you probably, you, cause I, I, I can, I can speak for me when I was going in 2019, everybody knows that whole craziness. I don't think I breathed for six months. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was walking, but nothing, I wasn't, I mean, I was on autopilot. And I think what this does, and, and it wasn't until um, I had, I don't know what it, what it was, I had, to, I had to break my own process um, by writing that book that I wrote. But had I not, I think I would still be um, a shell mm-hmm. moving me around. I would have been like, get out. moving. My body would just be moving around, but somebody else's, not my, my, own, uh, my own strength and my own will. Um, so with that, um, so let's talk about this, this expressions of grief in our community. Um, Sister Reverend Vondel, can you tell, um, tell, the, um, tell our listeners um, what, to, what they can expect that, during that day? Sure. Um, well, our main goal is to help people deal with grief, right? And so doing that, uh, we talked about uh, us grieving, 
um, some people say we don't grieve, but as um, Reverend Sherry corrected us and said, we do grieve, we just may grieve different. It may look differently. So we want to address that uniqueness. Um, we want to um, wrestle with that uniqueness. Um, I know for many of us that have gone to seminary, we hear that word wrestle um, with the text or we want to wrestle with that and help people to understand that a little bit more succinctly. And so we will do that by um, having a panel discussion. Um, we have four great panelists that will be with us. Um, Elder Troya will be moderating that. And we are just going to talk about what has happened in our community in regards to uh, COVID-19 and losing so many people in our community and how we're dealing with it. And um, we are really going to um, just tackle some really tough questions from the onset. So we're going to come in ready to do the work. Um, and then from that, pivot into workshops. Um, as Reverend Sherry has said, she's going to uh, facilitate a workshop on loss of a spouse. Um, we're going to deal with the loss of a child. I believe Irish Young is going to be uh, facilitating that workshop. Uh, we're going to deal with homicidal grief. I know many in our community have lost um, their loved ones due to homicide. I myself in 2009, and that's when I was already beginning to do the work of grief. Um, just it puts a whole different element to grief because many times if you don't have that closure that's needed, you don't begin to grieve um, until well after the trial has happened or if you ever even get to trial, right? So we'll deal with homicidal grief with Dr. James, uh, Reverend Dr. James Jackson, um, Pastor Forbes, Rowan P. Forbes. He will deal with African-American men in grief, right? And so um, wow, that is going to be powerful in the fact that a lot of times men just, um, they don't understand their feelings. They've been taught, don't cry, right? You know, they can be hurting and um, experiencing loss. And I know Pastor Forbes himself has lost um, siblings just this past year, has um, dealt with burying probably up to 40 people. Um, it's just so much that's loaded in that. Um, we are going to also um, deal with um, servant leaders in their grief. Um, wow, you know, as I said many times, and I think you should, Elder Troya, um, you know, you 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 have these extreme losses, and they and they're mul it's multiple grief, right? They just stack up on top of one another, and then as a leader, you expect to get out and 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 just keep moving. Um, I, I I'm in um, seminary as well, and we I'm, I just happen to be in pastoral counseling, and um, there was a story about a pastor who lost his wife, and within two weeks. He was back in the pulpit, mm. Mm. right? And so and in two weeks, he was back in the pulpit and, you know, thought he was ready, right? And he gets up in front of his congregation and totally, totally breaks down, like totally loses it, right? And his, you know, his congregation had to say, you know, pastor, we care about you, not the fact that you have to be in this pulpit preaching. And I believe I heard that they sent him away for weeks. Like how many of us really um, 
allow our pastors, our leaders, the time that they need, or do we expect, oh, you got to give me a sermon. It's Sunday. Yeah. I need a a word from the Lord. Um, So, and then last but not least, um, we talked about the trauma um, that we've experienced in our um, ancestral traits, right? Um, so Reverend Dr. Larry Waltower is going to come and discuss the trauma of racism and loss. So we have action-packed morning, right? We have an action-packed morning. We're going to have some um, great lunch. I, I, won't, I won't give it away, but you want to be there for lunch. Uh, and then, um, and then in the afternoon, uh, we are going to dive into coping mechanisms, right? So, what are some coping mechanisms? All right, I've unloaded all of this, but now here's some coping mechanisms that we can use and have people walk away with resources. We're going to have resource tables. Um, um, Dr. Latinia Shell and Diversity Works is going to be there, and others are going to be there. Um, Good Grief is going to be there. They're going to provide us resources. We just found another resource, um, an end-of-life doula that is in our community, African-American gentleman, um, Drew Ellis, and so many more resources that we have right in our community so that we do not have to suffer in silence. So the day is going to be absolutely fabulous. Those coping mechanisms are going to deal with creatives, things you can walk away with, um, uh, grief movement, like how to deal with like relaxation and movement and um, meditation, and then um, just an open dialogue. If you had, if you just needed to walk away to a room. If you needed somebody to pray, if you need somebody to pray with you because you're experiencing all these emotions of the grief, we'll have that available. So I just think you don't want to miss that day if you um, are have been dealing with grief. And what my mama says is that if, if it didn't happen yet, it's, it's going to happen. It's mm-hmm. going to happen, right? And so don't anticipate because I might not be going through grief now. Right, mm-hmm. that you don't have anything that you can glean from this conference because, um, my, as she says, keep living. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it, it'll be it'll be preparation, right? I'm sorry, I was great. Somebody was great talk, but it's preparation. I mean, you can you're learning tools that um, you can use. Like it's not something you have to, because like you said, there's always and we have to understand that grief is not just a loss of a person. It can be of a person, place, or thing um, that you're attached to. That's my, I learned that, I learned that throughout here. Right. It can be worse, you know, loss of friendships, Mm -hmm. abortion, miscarriages. Yeah. It's anything, anything that you no longer have and that you were, that you, that you were close to it. And we have a lot of that. And, and if you think, and if we think that our community doesn't experience losses, we, we do. Um, and, and I, and I, 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 I do agree Rev. Sherry, cause we, but we, we take it on when something happens in our community, we take it on no matter if we don't know the person, but if it's our skin color, we still, it's like, it, it affects us. So it does affect 
you you are experiencing loss. You may not call it that. You may not. You may call it something else. You may call it um, social justice, social injustice. You may call it a lot of different things. But um, the feelings and the, the feelings that are attached to that are a lot of feelings that are grief related. Um, so this conference, now I'm really excited about Dr. Waltower. I don't know who I'm going to be able to jump into. And um, actually all of them, Iris, um, and I'm trying to get at least um, a couple of them online on a, um, a, a follow-up um, a program so that we can, so you can meet some of them. I'm working on that for the next couple of, the next couple of shows. Um, but um, Dr. Karen, so what, 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 uh, what, what do you hope? Hope will get from the day. Yes. Um, before we do that, I want to circle back and talk about um, how we grieve and that we don't grieve. And then I'll, I'll address hope and what we hope to get out of the day. I'm in agreement with Reverend Sherry and um, also Reverend Bondle in that we grieve, but it looks differently. It looks different. And I also want to say that grief is a process, right? Mm-hmm. It's not an event. And I think what happens with us in our, in our community is that when someone passes, makes their transition, is that we rally around in the moment, the event, right? The, you know, the coming together and the rituals that we do of sharing food and visiting and all of that sort of thing. And then we go to the service, uh, we go to the funeral and we go to the repast and then we part, right? And it stops there. But the grief process does not end there. Really, we're just in the beginning of that process. And I think that that's where we get, we get hung up is that, is that many times we, we think that once the person is in the ground, right? And we've had to repass, it's time to keep it moving. But we're just at the beginning of the process. So I think it's really important to note that, um, Yep, it looks different, and that grief, and yes, uh, grief is a process. Um, and in terms of the expectations and what I'm looking for um, with the expressions of grief in the community, um, I really am anticipating that it's going to be a space where people can continue or begin the healing, right? If they haven't already, that they can get started with it, right? And if they have, that it'll be a space where they can continue that process. And then that they'll be able to get some tools um, or re- and or resources, you can call them, that they can take with them to help them to continue in their grief process. That's that's my hope. Um, and that's what I'm anticipating. Okay. And I'll add on to what um, other all of you had said. Also, when you look at economically, Economically, um, from where we came from, when someone died, we had to go the work the next week or within mm-hmm. that week. Um, you know, we get three days now, but back then, did we get any days off? Did we get vacation days? Did we get um, personal days? Those things were unheard of. I thank God because. I was able, I had um, short-term disability, forgot that I even had that. But with that short-term disability that I signed up for when I first started working, 
um, I was able to take 12 weeks off. And that's unheard of to take 12 weeks off. And within that 12 weeks, that's when I seek counseling. And that's when I went to bereavement classes. But when I went to those bereavement classes, like I said, no one looked like me because I was doing something that was out of what we do, Mm -hmm. you know, out of our, our culture and talking about our, my feelings, you know, understanding what I was going through and the way that they labeled it, that it's okay. Mm. It is okay. It is okay. The way that I'm feeling. So that was, that was different for me to hear versus what I hear within my culture or within my own mother would just say, suck it up. This is life. Move on. Not that she was heartless, but that's the way that she was raised, right? you know? And so today we are in a sacred setting going to talk about our feelings and support mm-hmm. each other, um, mm-hmm. you know, in, in this environment. Yeah. And what you will definitely not hear in our, in this conference is you're not over it yet. Yep. <laughs> Um, they wouldn't want you. I know how you feel. I know how you feel. How you feel? Yep. To be absent from the body, Mm. Lord, (laughs) present in a better in a better place now. Yes. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy joy comes in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) They got their white robe, they crowned, and they mentioned. If all of those things are valid, but they the truth, are, and they, they are, are, and they are the truth, and they're all biblical, and we stand, and all of us stand on them. But yeah. the other oh, matter yeah. is, uh, in that moment, I wanted my grandma. In that yep. moment, I wanted my best friend. In that moment, I wanted my mentor. I don't want you telling me that they're in a better place because the better place, in my opinion, is for them to be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. leave, not to go. Um, or the better moment is I have a job. I, yeah. Or the better moment is I um the 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 marriage wasn't didn't didn't dissolve. The better uh-huh. the better thing is so please know that that is not a singular thing. Mm-hmm. Any of us, any of us are going to say to you, Amen. Um, <laughs> because this journey that we have taken is. Um, we had to, we had to learn, and I, I, I can't speak for, I'm not going to speak for myself. Um, being a minister, I, I keep telling people, I say it all the time. I know what death is, um, but mm. I didn't know this journey of grief. I didn't understand what that was until I had to actually come face to face with this brick wall that had the word grief on it. And I say, okay, I'm going to break you down just like I can do everything else. And the wall mm. said, yeah, okay, let's fight. And of mm. course it won. And, mm-hmm. uh, and he's, and, and basically it's like, now you ready to, now are you ready to heal? The only way you're going to get through this wall, um, is, is you have to be able to see me and understand what I am and understand what works for you to take the brick down one, one, one brick at a time and yes. take the wall down one brick at a time. So you're, cause I'm, you're, you're steady trying to fight it and you don't really realize what it is. And when you get a moment to just say, because again, we've been conditioned in our world, again, three days, 
how you how you grieve your husband in three days? I don't understand. That. Mm-hmm. How do you grieve a mother in three mm-hmm. days? How do you grieve an aunt who raised you mm-hmm. in three days? Um, yeah. I never understood it. You 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 want to be whole. You want me to be whole. Listen, we're not Jesus. He he rose in three days. Mm-hmm. We're not him. <laughs> we it, it takes us time, but. And when we know who we, what we know, who we are, we know we're dealing with, I think then we'll be able to um, speed up that day when all, oh, wait, that's part of the game. And people ask, well, what does the other side of grief look like? I said this before, the other side of grief, it, 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 we're the model for you. And do we have bad days? Yep. Do we have good days? Yep. Um, and I'm going I'm to share with you, and I told, I've shared this before, um, spoiler alert, grief never goes away. Mm-hmm. When I learned that in, I learned that in one of my, my classes and I, I just got angry all over again. I was like, what do you mean? It doesn't go away. It doesn't. We learn how to walk through this life now um, with, with, with the, the, the loss, right? And with the people, if it's, if it's a physical death, um, we can believe that that person, I, I like this one, uh, Paul, I always mess his last name up. He was like, it's not that they're gone. They're just to think of them, just, they're just in another room. Mm-hmm. They're in another room of the house. And if they're still here with us, we still carry them. We still love them. It's just they're in a room in the house that we can't walk in. The door's mm-hmm. locked, unfortunately, but we can still talk to them through the door. Um, and that's what we're trying to show for the expressions of grief is that, um, the biggest one that I had to learn, right. Is it's okay not to be okay. Yes. It's okay and, not to be okay. And there are expressions. I love that word expressions of grief because all of our expressions are different, are different. you know, mm-hmm. and our journey through grief. And the bottom line is it's okay. And I think of anything that we hear in the African-American community is that confirmation, that affirmation that Mm -hmm. it is okay. It is okay what you're experiencing, because a lot of us, it will manifest itself in overeating, sometimes undereating. It will Mm -hmm. manifest itself in being promiscuous. So you're Mm -hmm. looking at the behavior and blaming the person instead of understanding Mm -hmm. the root where it yeah. came from exactly Absolutely. And, the and the symptom yes yes and i think go ahead i think another thing is is that a lot of times um people get stuck in grief right yep. because they're um they're looking for things to go back as we said to to the same way that they used to be and whether that's a new normal or i i'd, I'd love to hear um, how Reverend Sherry um, picked up um, um, Brother uh, Deacon Kevin's um, gloves, right, and started weightlifting with his gloves. Like she picked up a new normal, right, a new uh, process to help her cope with her grief. And so, whether it's now I want to help people, other people deal with grief. Now I want to pick up weights, or I want to exercise or whatever I need to do to help me to cope, but it never will go back to being how it was. Like I never 
will get that Valentine's or Mother's Day card from my brother ever again. So, you know, even though I miss that, I know I'm never going to get that again. So I can relish in the memories that I have and then establish what will be my new normal. How will I memorialize or remember him for the rest of my life? So um, those are the kinds of things that coping and helping you to understand it, it. If you, you get stuck because you always, you were looking for it to be the same. You're missing what you've lost, which is normal. That's a part of the grief, right? But never will it be the same. No. Yeah. And that's yeah. very hard. That's very hard to deal with. Yeah, that that uh, phrase "new normal." Yeah, mm-hmm. it is normal, you know, and things won't be the same. And um, that story about Sherry, Reverend Sherry, and and her husband's gloves, and creating a new normal for herself—that's really a powerful story. That's a powerful story that can help other people create these new normals for themselves. And each person's their new normal will look different for each person. You know, um, it'll look for each person. And I, I just think that's important to emphasize how grief looks different, just like your new normal will look different. And so you don't necessarily look to your person who went through grief or experienced grief and loss um, and look to their experience as it's to be your experience because we're different. We're different. And so that new normal is going to be different just like your grief and loss process is different. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, ladies, we're getting ready to come to the end of our program. Thank you. Before I say anything else, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm so excited about this conference because, again, it's needed. It's needed. It was needed before the pandemic, but it really is needed now. Um, as we, as we're, whatever this looks like, whether coming out, staying in, I don't, I don't know, whatever the, I don't watch the news anymore. I just, I just say COVID is still real. So, <laughs> um, um, so with that, uh, the expressions of grief it, uh, is, um, you can, is, you can um, sign up for it on any of our, of any of our social medias. Um, the cost is $10 is for the whole day, the whole day. For $10, you get a continental breakfast and you get lunch for the whole day. It's only $10. <laughs> it's only $10. It's only $10. Only $10. Only $10. You get a, you get a, I, and that meal. I can't wait. Um, anyway, I'm going to spoil it, but I can't wait to eat. <laughs> and the location is going to be at Groff, Groff Event Center on um on Orange Street here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, what's the what's the exact address? Do you know um, Vondel, Rev Vondel? 234 West Orange Street. And we appreciate, we want to throw out and um, make sure that we appreciate Growth Event Center for being our major sponsor for this program. We do want to encourage if anyone wants to pour in and donate to this event, please uh, contact any of us. Um, because we are doing this um, at a very low cost. Of course, you know there are expenses involved, but we are so appreciative for um, TCP in the morning 
um, network that will also be there as um, as a supportive sponsor. Uh, and we are just so, so excited. Um, 234 West Orange Street, Lancaster, 17603, I believe it is. So, so we're really excited. And listen, um, uh, as we get ready to close and end, I, I want to thank the guys in the background. Thank, thanks, Doug and Don. Um, but uh, you know, you know me. The only bad grief is the only, is the grief that's not done. So that's why we call our. That's why I call my my uh, my my business my my five hundred one is the Good Grief Healing Center because again, the only bad grief is when we don't acknowledge it. And that's what we're trying to change with this conference. And as we leave the end, um, we, we get ready to end. Remember, don't let your heart hold on to something that your head has already released. Don't let your, your head release something, hold on to something that your heart no longer wants. Because Amen. again, we want to be better than what we were today. So with that said, we appreciate you guys. Have a wonderful, thank you, uh, Rev. Sherry, uh, Dr. Karen, and uh, Rev. Bondel, and the the conference's expressions of grief. Like I said, next couple of weeks, we'll have the actual sponsors on, I mean, not sponsors, the actual uh, moderators on, and then we will um, introduce them as well. With that said, have a wonderful night, everybody, and we'll see you in two weeks. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Bye bye. Good night.